I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Call me anything you want, baby. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Arsenal broke Luton's hearts and Wolves won. It's Wednesday, 6th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Vidushin Hunteraja. Welcome one and all, it's midweek, we've made it thus far and it's good to have you with us. Thanks to friend of the Ramble, Joey Lacourte, for sending us today's intro line. You can become a friend of the Ramble too by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. That's a great name by the it way. It is. Mm. I went for Lacourte rather than Lacourte or Lacourte um, because I don't think that's how it's pronounced, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, we love you and your name um, and sorry for the disrespect. Um, Jim Campbell, Arsenal disrespected Luton last night, didn't they? Go in there and winning 4-3 with a last gasp winner from that man, Declan Rice. It's not quite how I'd word it, but um, I suppose there was some disrespect. Um, you, you basically went into someone's set of houses yep. and <laughs> ruined their evening. Ruined their evening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so annoying. And I would do it again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, it, it's one of those ones where it's, oh, it's, it's going to be a famous night. All Luton fans are yeah. going to remember. You do not... Take it from a Fulham fan the other day at Anfield, you know. Oh, what a game. Eh, I'd rather lost yeah, 1-0. Yeah, there was a lot of that in the commentary. I'd rather lost 2-0. And um, <laughs> I, I, I suppose what that comes from really is how those players can go, look at what we are capable of in spells mm. and we shouldn't really fear anyone if we can take the game to Arsenal like this. I think it was a really weird game because obviously David Reyes made two clangers there which on another day probably doesn't make. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's not quite as, as raucous. But actually, they are they are a pain in the arse, aren't they, Luton? They are absolutely hard work. I don't think I can recall wanting a team to stay up as much as I want Luton to stay up. Just the way they play. Really? And the, yeah, because it's, it's the, the romance of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's such a tiny stadium. Mm-hmm. There's, they are delighted to be there in a way that isn't, you know, sometimes it's a bit competition winner when a team sort of really feel like they're going to go down. Yep. You don't get that from Luton. There's a sense that like we're we're 
we're here on merit and we're going to make life difficult for absolutely everybody. And they did that yesterday. The start of the game, mm-hmm. Arsenal had so much of the ball. But after about 15, 20 minutes, Luton really came into it. And they, there was a sense that they were confident. They were like, you know what? We can we can have the ball and we can take this to them. We can make it uncomfortable. Um, Rob Edwards said that, you know, the Arsenal's game is about control. So let's try and make it difficult. Let's try and like ruffle them. And chaotic was the word you Chaotic, mm. absolutely. And it worked. It worked for, for, for <clears> large <throat> periods. And, you know, obviously Arsenal have got very good at late winners. Mm-hmm. Declan Rice has got that sort of physicality that they've perhaps lacked in 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 years gone by. And it's really satisfying that they're capable of scoring, not just, you know, at that time, but goals like that, yeah. Um, and it was what a, what a belter of a game. It was a great game. You, so when so in the spirit of um, when we talk about England, don't worry, everybody. I'm not going to derail it just yet. Um, we'll get to Barkley in a just bit. yet. Um, <laughs> just yet. Just yet. And not not just that. We'll get to Barkley in a bit. <laughs> See where this is going. Not even four minutes on the clock. Just yet. <laughs> you forgot about the adverts at the start. Um, so. Uh, Whenever we say, "Oh, such and such should be the English score," he should be start for England. It's kind of like if you can't fit them on, who are you who are you taking it? So you said you want Luton to stay up. Who do you want to be condemned to the Championship um, instead of them? Spurs, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good answer. Yeah, it's not the answer I was hoping for. Uh, uh, did you see in the in the post match uh, interviews as well on Amazon? Um, a lovely moment of Bukayo Saka looking at Declan Rice in a way, in the way in which we all look at Bukayo Saka. Yes, that was nice. Well, Bukayo Saka, of course, the fourth youngest Arsenal player to um, to reach two hundred appearances for you the club. You can hear which, those which... hamstrings. <laughs> you can hear them. Yeah, um, yeah, he'll have been aiming for that since his debut. Uh, yeah, but it, but it is incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it really it's is. And he's he's become so kind of ubiquitous you almost forget how young he is well that's right how much he's achieved just an incredible player and because there are so many incredible aspects to his game yeah the stamina thing is not the one you first think of no so it is actually frightening when you see how many miles like him and Jude Bellingham have have got on the clock at their age already let's not think about that for the moment I I would rather not but the fact that they're able to do that like Mm. so relentlessly Mm. is is amazing but what you were talking about actually his role in the third goal that that the Havertz goal I thought was quite interesting because you were talking about Arsenal finding a different way to to win the game and Declan Rice giving them a different way to win the game I think that's the same with the equalising goal I mean those are it's a, it's a very well taken goal but it's quite it's actually it's quite route one ish isn't it absolutely and I think that Arsenal can find a different way to do that in an imp- unpromising situation because like when the Rice goal came it wasn't like the crescendo of no. a load of pressure no. like they were trying for a winner but it didn't really look like it was coming did no it? because it was essentially at that point in the game it got to the point where it was just backs against the wall defending, try and pick a way through, which is really, really difficult to do. So it was just about maintaining that sort of aerial bombardment. And the aerial game has got a lot stronger. I mean, this game is a perfect kind of um, example of that. Three of those goals were, were, you know, from, from... kind of aerial play essentially and it's not just about slick interplay now that those two styles can coexist obviously is some of the goals were examples of that as well um but i think that's one of the really interesting things about the way arteta is involved evolving arsenal a little bit that it isn't just you know trying to walk the ball into the net to sort of use a cliche from the past it is this element of the game mm-hmm. um has to be stronger as well because Every style of goal counts, and you've got to, you know, you've got to use every margin available to you. It's what City did, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Got you, better you, at counter attacking. You're, you're sounding a bit like Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get you a pint of wine in just a Please moment. Do. But no, you're right. I mean, some of the pundits have been saying uh, about Arsenal, and a lot of people have been saying it as well, that they are playing uh, in a little bit more of a sort of um, 
rugged and let's get the job done kind of way, if you like, this season, which is boding well. You know, a lot of uh, last minute winners, you know, they've scored five stoppage time goals this season, which have earned them nine points. Um, from those goals after 90 minutes which, which shows uh, and Declan Rice it's his second stoppage time winner of the season you know, he's a huge player for Arsenal already Mikel Arteta you mentioned him said after the match I really enjoyed it especially at the end mm. um, he got he, booked at the end though, he so was missed booked, the game. he was booked for his celebrations for that guy and you're right Jim he's now banned uh, on uh, for the touchline for the match at Villa Park on Saturday it's his fourth yellow card of the season which results in a one match Touchline ban. Vish, should Arsenal be celebrating winners against Luton? Do something about this man. <laughs> uh, no, they shouldn't. Should they enjoy they football until they've no, won a trophy? No one should. No, no exactly. Should. That's yeah. Well, no, everyone else should. Everyone else is allowed to. They shouldn't. <laughs> That's really. right. Uh, but a word on Luton, though. They they, they were very very good, and um, they you know they did make it chaotic. They did take the game to Arsenal. They gave them a hell of a game, and were very unlucky not to get a, a, a result. Of course, they did. Uh, but I suppose you know it's important if uh, you know if someone's listening who didn't watch the match. It wasn't like a chaos equivalent of like throwing a Mento in a, into a Diet Coke bottle. Now you're talking. There was a bit of structure to what they were trying to do. Is I that think... what Rob Edwards should do on the sideline if it's a bit too placid? He should go, lads, lads, and he drops it in and, it yeah. and they go, right, there's something different every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The smoke a lighter, signals out. A lighter and some deodorant. Not about a flamethrower! Yeah, like those YouTube channels which is just like dropping things onto other things yeah, yeah, from yeah. great height. Yeah. Is that magnesium ribbon he's got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he trampling? Oh, so there's a whistly pop. That's sodium, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think like, you know, you were going to mention, you, well, you did mention Ross Barkley at the start. Oh. I think someone like him in that situation is almost like, you know, he turned 30 yesterday, which mm. is wild, mm. by the way. Yeah. Um, but you kind of assume maturity on someone with age. And I think it's probably just opportunity for him. He's yeah. got a chance here to, you know, actually be the technical guy in the middle. And I thought he did that really well. He given was, that, was great. He was the man of the match. Yeah, was he? On Sky Sports, he was given, um, on, on, on their review and all, he was given man of the match. I know the game wasn't on Sky Sports. Yeah, right. But, but so so somebody out there thought it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't have done that, but fair enough. The, um, the you know, he, his goal when he breaks away from Odegaard mm. and, you know, Odegaard's on the floor, he breaks between two Arsenal players. Can't remember who the other one was. But I thought that was a great example of someone who knows what the the next tier of on-field quality has to be like it's all it's one thing you know passing the ball about yeah. you know getting to positions crossing the ball yeah, and stuff like yeah, that yeah. being physical but it, there's sensing that opportunity to right, right I can I can break a line here and carry the ball forward mm, yeah. almost a bit rugby like in that way when and not a lot of midfielders do it and I fact I thought the fact that he did it you know and surrounded by someone like Kabore on the right side who is always like very engaging and like very forward thinking and you got players like Adebayo and Ogbeni when they come on and, and they actually really make a difference. And I think um, Edwards has done really well in identifying those players and when to unleash them as well. Yeah. Because I thought, I genuinely thought from the start of the game that they were kind of out of it. I was like, oh, Arsenal are just going to win this with their quality. Mm. And, and in the end, they didn't. Arsenal basically had to win it with a, a, not Route 1 or Agricultural, but something that is that was you know certainly less on the floor than they'd have liked. Yeah, and I you did. talked about the man of the match. I mean, the man of the match on Amazon was Gabriel Osho. Of course. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, yeah. Arsenal have got three Gabriels and not one of them one man in the match. Yeah, well, Andy, <laughs> it's, it's, a good, it's an important point to make. But, it, but saying about Barkley, you know, the, the, some of the Luton players who have played in lower divisions in the country and whatnot are looking at a guy who 
has played for Chelsea. You know, obviously it was it was a bit patchy. Didn't often start for Chelsea, but he was still there for for a few years. He has a few. Um, uh, he won a few trophies in his time. Played in a Europa League final. You know, so you are looking for a player like that yeah. to do something. And when he does, that gives the team such a lift mm. because you think, bloody hell, he, there's the guy. Right, okay, let's all sort of muck in and sort of obviously Townsend's there as well. Another one with sort of um, bigger experience. Than, but but Barkley also has to earn their trust, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So because because l- l- let's be honest. All being well, Barkley probably wouldn't be playing for Luton. I think part of the issue Barkley's had in his career, isn't it, is, is not being trusted to be senior, almost. <clears throat> and, in, and, and as you say, he has to sort of prove himself to them in a way now, but he has no choice but to lead, but to sort of take things by the scruff of the neck, really take control and, and set that example. And he's, he's he, based on this performance, he's, he's thriving. Well, we but, know it's, it's, it's great. Really, a football <clears throat> career is about making the right decisions as well. And yeah. he got lost in the crowd at Chelsea before it was fashionable mm. to get lost in the crowd at <laughs> Chelsea. I mean, it's much easier these days, I suppose. Yeah. But like, if you look at that, I mean, I think of when he went and signed for Nice, for example, which you might think is a, a nice opportunity. He arrived on the pitch at halftime. They presented him on the pitch at halftime. He, he looked quite disheveled. Basically, they'd just given him a knee shirt to put on top of his jeans and he was like waving at the crowd. And they asked... On his legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of the big ones. You know, those fashionable yeah. t-shirts, Jim, that go low. Like and um, they uh, like asked Lucien Favre, the coach, about him. And he's like, I've no idea where he plays. You know, well, uh, I, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was like... Was that a case of, though, that I've no idea, as in he can play a number of positions? I don't know what his best position... I'm trying to no, give Favre a bit ble- of the... Ble- no, bless no, you, Marcus. That's, that's yeah. not what he meant. He meant, you've just given me this random English player and I don't want him. Did he do a that's, wanker song? That's when what he, he was. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably below. You can only see the head and shoulders. <laughs> but I, I think that that was that, that felt to me like a low point. In that, you know, he's someone who should be having a new opportunity here. There's never been any doubt ab- about his ability, and he's just being like coated off by a coach who doesn't want him. Mm. Whereas now he's got an opportunity to to do something, but. He's not carrying any of that baggage. If you look at the way he played in that game, mm. you know, he, he played like, yeah, I, b- I belong here. And mm. I always have belonged here. And that's fine. Of course it is, yeah. Can we um, have a moment to appreciate, um, Martin Odegaard did a lot of very good things in that second half. Mm. The bit where he was running with the ball towards his own half as the last man and somehow shimmied the person pressing him without even looking at him. Yeah. Yet his back nice. turned to the bloke. And but then turned knowing that he wouldn't be there. He's an amazing like three hundred and sixty degree footballer, Odegaard, and he, yeah. his his feet are just magic. It, especially in a game where you know you, you, Luton's whole thing, as they said, was to be aggressive and be chaotic. For someone to have found like as much space as he does, I feel like everyone would come in. Like certainly, like you know, the pub pundit point of view would be like, get close to him and kick him. You can't get close to him, <laughs> can you? Yeah, no. I n- never really see him under pressure. Kick the ball at him because we know he was out for a bit. Yeah, he's he's get the catapults. Yeah, he's essentially constantly assessing angles, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah. so he just, I think he's mentally a very very quick player. Can we talk about the Raya and Ramsdale thing? Because obviously it wasn't David Raya's best night. What was it? No, um, you're in the pocket of Ramsdale's dad, aren't you? <laughs> That's what's going on here. Just, just oh, like we that got, ball. We got, ball. We got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Andy. Uh, is there room? Is there, yeah. Probably do you, do you want to pocket. talk about the bauble or the competition for the goalkeeper? Let's, let's talk about the goalkeepers first. Okay. Right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, what, what do you think this has 
done, Jim, to, to, to Ryan's position. I mean, it was amazing seeing Arteta speaking afterwards, like just totally proper pep, blanking the question. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. It was Pep and sort of John Stones, wasn't the, it? The, the more he tries to be not like Pep, the more he is like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the situation is. Um, I think both Raya or Ramsdale, based on their, their recent performances, would probably be better if the other one wasn't there. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 Perhaps it's an easy conclusion to draw, um, but it does seem that the pressure is telling on both of them a little bit. The, you know, Ramsdale had, has mistakes in him. Sure, he had a few last season. That's probably why you know, Raya is here, to, to you know, improve things marginally, that sense. But um, they both look just sort of nervous. I was only saying at the start of the game, actually, in the, in the last few games, he's looked a bit more comfortable. Um, and I suppose some of it is getting to know your defenders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone is now saying, well, surely after these mistakes, Ramsdale's going to get a look in. But actually, I think had Ramsdale been making these mistakes last season, it wouldn't mean he'd be dropped for Carl Hine. And I think what's actually happened is that Raya is, is Arteta's number one, whatever, but publicly yeah. he's saying something different just to try and Definitely. manage this situation because the opportunity came to get Raya when he didn't think he'd be able to and he wanted to pounce on it. He's maybe feels he's had to make this situation as it currently is. And um, I I don't think we're going to see a change. I think Ramsdale will stay around for this season. They will probably sell him in the summer because he's a valuable asset. And I think actually it might even be better for Raya to not have um, the spectre of this kind of competition behind him and just not constantly have this story. From what you've seen of both goalkeepers as an Arsenal fan, who would you rather have in the in between the sticks? And below another stick. Below another stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really difficult question, that, because I don't think we've seen the best of Raya yet. Um, but I also... How because, hard of the situa- because of the situation he's come into. Situation. Yeah. So, well, yeah. well, possibly. It's, it's impossible exactly. to know is that, it, isn't is it? Is it yeah. because of the situation? Because well, the, the, the fact is, is, I think a lot of people have looked at the raw numbers of Raya and Ramsdale and said, well, Raya is an upgrade. He's a better goalkeeper. Mm. But... Is he a better goalkeeper in this situation? Well, Andy, because it's a totally different because, because this is yeah, a situation. Goal for this is, it's Arsenal yeah. and Brentford. Yeah, you're busy at Brentford, right? Yeah, or, or busier. So yeah. very, very different style of goalkeeping. And 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 also, if you look at Rye's career, I mean, it's you know he's been in England for a long time. I mean, he's got three caps for Spain, you know, which is impressive yeah. considering the, the competition. <laughs> and stuff. Sorry, I, I know you didn't frame it like this, but yeah. it really sounds like treachery coming from you. Well, you spent a lot of time for England. <laughs> Coming from me. Yeah. Coming from Mr. England. Yeah. yeah. yeah Just because yeah, yeah. voting records. Don't worry about uh, Look, I, I, I'll, I'll talk more on this in my show on GB News later. Um, but uh, <laughs> How to set fire to your own career. No. Um, what I was going to say is that... Um, it's it, it's interesting, you know. If he was say, I don't know, a part of the, you know, the Barcelona Academy or something like that, and Arteta goes, Ah, oh, but I know that there's there's something there to unlock and so on. Yeah. Do you think we've seen enough from Raya to um, to think the ceiling is very high, and what Arteta really wants is a goalkeeper that will, which will who will play his part in a team that will push for a title and not make mistakes and play with his feet and all the stuff. Do you think that's in Raya? I think it's in him, sure. Um, but I don't think we've necessarily seen it consistently enough for Arsenal yet. I I think he is a better goalkeeper than Aaron Ramsdale. Okay, but and, I, and that's I, the, the, I don't like, I don't know it yet. Does that make sense? You know, it does make sense. It does make sense. It does. Because I I think it's maybe not in him. 
The environmental but, but we, we can't, thing we can't is, know for is, the for the is moment. The, okay. Is the huge issue? It, there, it is it? the thing. I mean, you, you were well, saying again, to me, tune in later for the debate. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying to me earlier, Vish, about the you know the thing where Ramsdale was perceived to be laughing on the bench. That it's actually a good thing for Ramsdale when Ryan makes a mistake, for example. You know, there's there's no getting around that. But I think maybe maybe it's not such a good thing for him because if I'm Ramsdale and I want to play in the Euros. I want to play, whether it's Arsenal or somewhere else in the second half of the season. Whereas if I'm Arteta and Ryan's making mistakes, I'm thinking, shit, I definitely can't get yeah. rid of Ramsdale. Well, see, this I is need, instructive, I isn't it? See, I don't think that um, Ram- Ramsdale will get back in, regardless of, unless like... I agree. Uh, unless Ryan like, makes like, four or five utter clangers yeah. in the next game. And that's quite a, that is a good thing, fundamentally, because if Ramsdale thinks he's coming in, mm-hmm. or he's under the impression that he might come in because yeah. Ryan's made those two mistakes... Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be a fan of that because you wouldn't want to come in on those terms. I know what yeah. you mean. If you're if you're thinking that you're it's it's you know um, mm. you know two strikes and you're and you're gone then mm. or you you know you're back on the bench it absolutely changes your mindset as, as Jim alluded to before. There's a great um, there's a great quote in American football about this in terms of and it pertains to a starter position where you can only have one yeah and it goes when you have two quarterbacks you have none. Because the level of competition is such, and you know the well, I suppose the responsibility is such that you kind of lose what makes you a good quarterback in the way you you might lose what makes you a good goalkeeper. That sense of bravery, Mm -hmm. that idea of like of just um, you know tossing risk from your mind Mm -hmm. and not thinking about Mm -hmm. what if, what if, just you know dealing in positive um, statements and, and positive intent, essentially which you might lose from thinking that you're constantly in battle with someone. I mean, it, 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 it does depend because it's not the first time we've seen two goalkeepers, two good quality goalkeepers at a football club mm. who are battling out for a position. I totally take what you're saying. And this is the thing. We all think that, oh, well, healthy competition for places, that's the end of, of the discussion. Well, actually, no. People have different personalities. But yeah. we, we, have, different... we have come... Is... We, but where, where have we seen it before um, where it's worked? Because the only other example I can think of mm. is... When Mendy came in yeah. for Kepa, yeah. and then Mendy kind of ran with the shirt, and that yeah. seemed to be sol- solving itself. Well, at Chelsea, I mean, and then there was a flip when Mendy got injured, and then Kepa was running with the shirt. And now, and yeah. Mendy, and but, I suppose both of them, and neither of them Kuda, are there. Kudacini being on the bench, people rated Kudacini, and then Czech the thing, came in. Marcus, Although I think it, it, to go back to the, your your statement, I don't th- or your question rather. I don't think it is healthy competition. That's the exactly yeah, right, exactly. and, and that's what I mean. I think that that's often you think, well, there's there's the template. That's the thing. Boom. That's the end of discussion. Mm. But as you say, every club and, and and it depends on the situation, depends on the people involved, and, and it's so goalkeepers. Well, look, it's goalkeepers because there can only be one. Because like you look at say Barcelona, if you go back to the season they last won the Champions League, where Bravo started in the league and Tostegan Tostegan, started, yeah. uh, started in the Champions League, it couldn't last. No, it cannot last. But at least in that situation, the goalkeepers know when they're going to play and when they're not. I I don't think that's a particularly good way of doing it. I don't think I don't I don't happy with that. I don't think I don't think I don't think that's ever I I think that's talked about in that way. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's ever the case in reality because it's not like that goalkeeper has blinkers to stop it looking at you know sure. Oh by the way win the Champions League. Yeah but oh by the by the way bravo um yeah we only play on weekends now. What what midweek no 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 (laughs) don't worry only Saturday or Sunday really sometimes Champions League final that's on the weekend yeah Uh, (laughs) I didn't know we were in this competition doesn't mean it worked for the players. Worked for Mourinho's Real Madrid for a or, bit. Yeah, or did it? I don't think it did actually. Oh, I, mean, I mean, it almost blew up. Ancelotti, in his face Ancelotti did it, didn't he? With um, with Casillas in, in the Champions yeah, Ancelotti, League. Yeah, and it almost blew up in his face because Casillas made that error that nearly yeah. cost them the 2014 Champions League final. Ah, emphasis on the word almost, Andy. <laughs> 
There you go. Get Ramsdale in the cups. Oh Josh you rearranging your clothes <laughs> as you wear that expression that says, but I was right. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a niece shirt all the way down to my knees. Um, before we move on, quick mention for Kai Havertz. Um, as I said to you, Vish, the other day, scoring for fun, you said you and I have a different idea of what fun is. Um, I put the question to you again. Um, he is scoring for fun, isn't he? He scored. He scored a goal. Yeah, yeah. it was good. I mean, I, I think Jesus deserves all the credit for that goal, given the. Um, Come on. No, no. Roy Keane like, over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't not wish Havertz well, but I'm saying with that goal, I think a lot of credit should go to Jesus. Cause yeah, well was, done yeah. on finding a bloke who's seven foot tall with a pass. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, hold on. He oh, held off. He held off a defender. He held off. He held off a defender and gained control of the ball when when uh-huh. the only touch on the ball he had was a deft little through ball to mm, have yeah, it was, it was and a lovely little finish and an important time for a goal actually yeah. because mm. they were cycling through the commentators were cycling through the fact that Luton had come back that it's going to be a real test of Arsenal and they were about to really get into yeah. the weeds on the Ray Ramsdale stuff and then it was scores and it was done. Well, uh, <laughs> Manchester City travel to Kenilworth Road this weekend. Surely chaos is the answer, Jim. I hope so. I mean, that promises to be absolutely mad if they can put in a, um, a performance like this. And it seems mad to say it, doesn't it? But City have been shipping goals lately. Mm. So we'll see. I suspect um, this will be very different, though. But yeah. that's why this win was so vital, wasn't it? Because yeah. in a week where City are going to Villa... You can't be dropping any points if you're Arsenal. No, certainly no. not. But again, we, we we said at the start of this, this gives Luton such a kind of uh, confidence boost. It won't feel like that. Probably won't feel like that today even. Mm. But if you can go toe-to-toe with Arsenal, who are the league leaders, lest we forget, um, you know, you've got a chance, haven't you? So there we are. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League last night, Wolverhampton Wanderers beat Burnley 1-0. That man, Huang He chan scored again. He's having a great season. Mm. He's scoring goals for fun, Vish, would you agree? Or you I, want, I would or agree. Do you want to I, I would agree with piss that. on that one as well? No, it's not my piss at all. You're going to say, though, he's, he's, he has even a great season so far. Yeah, he has, yeah. We, we saw him, actually, Jim and I watched him on the weekend and Wolves didn't actually do all that much against Arsenal, um, in part because they had a couple of key absentees in the, in the middle of the park, but... The ball seems to stick to his feet more than anyone, and he's quite underrated, Bill, as well. Well, indeed, and so in in um, his uh, native South Korea, he is nicknamed the Bull Huangzo, uh, which means bull. That's jokes. Which is great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It works so well, and he is. He's... It even sounds like a nickname you'd have here, Huangzo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it, we can all get behind it, especially Wolves fans. I'd imagine yeah, they. they, they I mean, their front three is impressive. It Him, is Cunha and Sarabia. It's, We've talked about teams' problems. Well, it's great that they've got um, you know a few more goals in them now, and and, and Wang is definitely chipping in because that's been their problem for ages, isn't it? Exactly. And the, the fact that Wang is scoring goals is like taking the pressure off Cunha because Cunha is a player who should really be setting the attacking agenda of that team. He's got the ability to do that. He's got the mentality where he wants to be the star of the team. But the whole problem with him since he's arrived there is he just hasn't been able to put the ball in the back of the net. But that is far less of an issue if Wang's doing that anyway. Yeah. yeah. And Wolves move up to 12 with that win, 18 and points. And if it had been for the I mean, how high would they be? Yeah, well, I mean, that's eight more. Yeah, indeed, eight more than they've had this year. I think it was nice for Gary O'Neill for them to win, keep a clean sheet, none of the bollocks, job done, yeah. three points. It was quite a fascinating atmosphere this game, though, because mm-hmm. both teams were really clumsy playing the ball out from the back, which is how, mm-hmm. you know, which is how... Um, the goal was scored. How the goal was scored, but also how um, Wolves almost conceded before had Dan Bentley not saved from Rodriguez and um, 
Brownhill. Wonderful double save. Yeah, but but like both sets of fans were mm. furious with their own team for playing out of the back mm. and yeah. were cheering when they were going long. But it was a really interesting contrast on like yeah. what the what the manager and the team are trying to achieve and what the fans because obviously both teams were str- struggling to yeah. a point, yeah. but only more so than Wolves. Don't but. you think a big part of that is like if you're a team in the bottom half of the league playing Burnley at the moment? There's a certain sort of inescapable tension. It's because we can't not win this. Yeah, we yeah, absolutely can't not yeah. win this. Yeah. You definitely felt that with Wolves in the last 20 minutes or so. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you know they say with football tactics informations they go in 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 sort of fads and in in, in it's secular and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I just wish like the long ball suddenly became the cheat code because we're, we're we're ready for it on in yeah. this country. We go, ha ha! Big man and a little man yeah, up top. We can fall back to the old ways. <laughs> we're there, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Two out and out wingers. Yeah, I think. Oh, now you're talking, Jim. Um, that game was the first uh, glimpse we had of Amazon's new feature that counts down the number of subs each team has used. They were so proud of it. Broadcasters they? will try and do anything to kind of go, oh, well, we're doing this. It's like um, I'm going to age us horribly here, but do you remember when widgets? were a thing in in like beer cans like mm-hmm. there was huge huge advertising campaigns about how what did it do it, i think it was meant to keep it like bubbly i think right. it was just a little it's always in cans of guinness i think it might have been guinness yeah right it's just it effectively it effectively did nothing i think and right. this reminded me of that because oh, they're just like going the big Fowler on it strip over the nose no that actually does something doesn't does it? it yeah yeah it opens your airwaves really yeah I always thought it was psychosomatic. Mm. Well, you think he was like Nelly. He was wearing it for someone in prison. (laughs) (laughs) But the the other thing about the the sub tabs on the Amazon stuff, it's absolute bollocks because you need to make those subs. You get three opportunities to make all those subs, yeah? Mm -hmm. And I can't remember which one of the four teams yesterday didn't do that. So it still had the tabs up top. So if you watched it, you'd be like, oh, they've got two more subs left, but they couldn't make them. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. So it was like, well, so now you need to explain it for that. You need double. T- you need another set of tabs now. Yeah, in, in France, it, it, it sort of has it in lines as session one, two, three. Right, okay. Yeah. So well, that's, that's, that's too a bit long. Easier that's like French shirts, adverts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Clutter. I'm into that, though. I like it. Mm. All right, let's have a quick break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. 
you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. corner. Not too worried about these corners. I mean, it might come back to bite me here, but I think Tottenham have got the dominant dominancy in the air there, you know, so I'm not sure anyone can get ahead on the first ball for Liverpool, apart from that. Oh, <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Um, Andy, before we uh, talk about some managerial happenings in the Premier League, we mentioned, of course, Ramsgate on Friday's show, the lowest-ranked team in the FA Cup, the romance and so on. Well, their, end, their run came to an end on Monday, of course, as they were beaten by AFC Wimbledon 5-0. Were you there punching the air with every goal that went in? I was not, but as it had the full proper TV setup from ITV with 16 mm-hmm. cameras in the stadium... The main broadcast camera was actually on the other side of the stadium, oh. which was a little bit dizzying, but it did allow me to see who was sitting in my seats as I couldn't make the game. <laughs> right, seats, plural. Yeah, so, interesting. Feet on them as well. Likes to put his, <laughs> yeah. feet up, likes to his bag on there. Um, well, Andy, it's a shame because you're a good argument for keeping the blackout um, on, on a Saturday because as the game was televised, you didn't bother going. Yeah, exactly. I want to see all exactly. those angles. Uh, That's well, the reason. Shame on you for, uh, <laughs> for 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 condemning Ramsgate, but there we are. Great run for them, though. And let's hope AFC Wimbledon get thrashed by a bigger side in the next round. <laughs> right, Hecky's out. Wilder's in. Sheffield Good. United. Sheffield United. Twenty four hours after it was rumoured on Twitter, Sheffield United announced that they had sacked manager Paul Heckingbottom. But they didn't really announce it because, of course, Prince Abdullah announced the news that uh, he was um, going to get Chris Wilder in live on TalkSport. That was before the club's official announcement. Yeah. He also talked about how he likes to keep a good relationship with all of his f- former employees <laughs> in, the, in the same interview. So like, guess what, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, he called Chris Wilder the best guy on planet Earth to take over the club. And Chris Wilder did say that they'd sort of smooched and made up um, after uh, the way he was sacked last time. He may have not used the word smooch, though. But Wilder left Sheffield United in March 2021, having taken just 14 points from 28 games that season. Um, so it is, it's an interesting one. I mean, it, it, the, the Prince is very, very optimistic. He says Chris is very optimistic as well. He can save our season. It does give everybody a lift there, Andy. You know, Wilder's, um, he, he, you know, he's got pedigree, of course, at Sheffield United. That amazing season when he first brought them up. Well, and Wilder's... they weren't going anywhere under Heckenbottom, sadly, because Paul Heckenbottom was putting a hell of a shift for Sheffield United. We can't forget. Yeah, he has, exactly. Especially with the sort of restraints that, that they've had, mainly financial. So, uh... I think this is just an emotional choice, really, and a financial choice, again, because he's going to be cheap. Because if you look at Wilder's career overall, it's really interesting. He's succeeded at loads of different levels, mm-hmm. unlike really many other coaches that I can think of. Having said that, you know how each great coach has maybe a 10-year lifespan yeah. at their absolute peak? You have to wonder, is Wilder past that? Because you look at Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. you look at Watford, where they could barely buy a goal when they had Joao Pedro and Ismail Assar in the team. Mm. You know, it doesn't talk a lot of his recent pedigree, does it? You're right. I mean, I think that people are going to look at that season in the Premier League when they're impressed, forgetting then what happened in the second season. And And everything that's happened since. Yeah, And this is a much 
tougher challenge than that as well. Yeah, you 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 would say so. I I mean, I I, I do think for some Sheffield United fans, they may be thinking, well, you know, this is we've tried this and it, it didn't quite work. But then others will say, well, hang on a minute. He did actually produce some good performances and results, as I say, in the, in the Premier League. He still had that season. I mean, it would be a bit harsh to kind of say about Claudio Ranieri, yeah, but was he a good Leicester City manager because he got sacked the second season? Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you've you, you got to be careful. Yeah, but would you, would you have him back? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Mm. That's the only relevant question. Not at Fulham, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose that what, what ended up happening happening with Heckingbottom, which really, you know, came to a head on the weekend against Burnley... Mm-hmm was it kind of felt like for the last month he's been looking over his shoulder yeah and everything that he's tried to do has almost been held back by the fact that he you know within the constraints he had to work through like losing in DI and um, Santa Berger at the start of the season he's just constantly been it, it felt like he was able to turn a blind eye to that kind of stuff at the start because they needed to they didn't quite get the good run well a run of good results when the fixtures were probably more skewed in their favour than they will be over the next month or so. Mm-hmm. And it just came to came to a point on the weekend where he was like, you know, they're not really trying. Oli McBurney's an idiot. Yeah. It's not a direct quote, by the way, but, you know, <laughs> getting sent off in that way just is really, really yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I do feel for him, but the, but the change almost had to come because it was it was just all looking a bit Well, good. there's yeah. an expression in the States, of course, where, you know, they say you can't have two managers at a football club. Because <laughs> if you do, then you have none. Walk that out. Yeah. Go on then. Why? Why? Also, um, I think this, I are think they having Schalke and Napoli? No, no, not, not, now, not now, Andy. Not now, Andy. <laughs> Come on then. Go on, do that. Walk, walk that out for me. Because who would be the second? Are there two managers? Because there's only yeah. one manager, the isn't one? there? Yeah, but Chris Wilder, like he's always looking over his shoulder. You know, it's not Chris Wilder, though, is it? And uh, but it was a week ago. He was, yeah. That's About a week ago, someone called you on your bullshit. It was, and then Chris Wilder, he was, he had a bone in his mouth, and he went to the river. Oh um, Jim, you were going to say something. I was going to say something, which yeah. was that um, earlier on in the season, we were all saying about Sheffield United that though they weren't necessarily getting the results, the performances were, were quite good and they looked like mm. actually they weren't far away from starting to find their feet mm. and, um, you know, maybe getting some better results. But mm. then that completely fell away. Um, so yeah. there is something to work with with Wilder there. We, we've we've seen that they've they've got a bit of potential. We saw that from the start of the season. For whatever reason, that they they've seen a drift of that now, but he knows the club, Jim. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem like a sort of break glass, do the most obvious thing possible. It does it? a bit. But I just, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I, yeah, yeah, I do you know what I mean. Well. Yeah. That, that I think, sounded like criticism, but I, you know, I, I who else you going to get much sense as any, if, anything else? I think exactly, that, yeah. that's the line, really, isn't it? You don't. You, yeah. you, I think that the the whole sort of Sam Allardyce thing is 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 has flown if you like, to Dubai specifically. Um, That's probably where he is right now. Um, The idea that, you know, the the old school sort of firefight, I mean, some people might say Chris Wilder's that. I don't think he is, actually. I think he's got a bit more um, about him, certainly tactically. Uh, although that's no disrespect to, to, to I, w- I would love to see an old school firefighter like they get Peter Reid or Dave Bassett or something <laughs> <laughs> just get pile in why not where's Kerbishley these days um, so I think yeah I, I, I do understand I think I think it's brave of him to take charge against Liverpool tonight but you know bollocks why not eh yeah, yeah exactly we, you know, we joked about that on Monday that the guy mm. coming in and be like you know what let me just watch this one yeah let me pick up on Thursday. But yeah, fair play to him. But he'll be watching them. You know, Wilder won't be yes, uh, exactly. completely unfamiliar. I and mean, I, think... I mean, with all the, yeah, like, just to riff on that point, and I suppose put an undercurrent of sadness 
onto that. Like, it's not he didn't Prince Abdullah didn't just call Chris Wilder on Monday mm, mm. and be like, "By the way, we haven't spoken in ages. Yeah, Would you yeah, fancy it?" This yeah. is this, those conversations have been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also this appointment, by the way, means that a quarter of the Premier League managers currently have previously managed Watford. <laughs> that's a lovely one that's great Wilder yeah. Rob Edwards uh, Silva Dyche and Roy oh, Hodgson there you go Chris Wilder will be taking charge against Liverpool uh, tonight speaking of Liverpool former Liverpool man Luis Suarez is reportedly finalising a transfer to Inter Miami that's why you're the best in the business thank you brother um, much like Suarez indeed well or that said have you seen the interview he did on leaving Gremio? He's talking about how he needs to like take yeah. three different pills every night just Quite so he like to ease the pain. Like can't he can play football with his son. When he wakes up, can't play football with his yeah. son. Reckons he won't be able to play football with his mates in five years. It's like, Lewis, I know you love the game. I know that this mm. is probably going to be a really fun time into Miami, but just maybe don't. I don't know. I think Messi might need a rocket put at him and he's the man yeah. to do it. He, he did do that all the yeah. time, didn't he? It was yeah. brilliant. What well, was that? That game when they had uh, it was behind, played behind closed doors, and uh, we mentioned it before on on, on the ramble. But uh, you could you could hear the player shouting, and obviously there was a translation, and, and he was just like at Messi the whole time. It was class. Who do you think you are? Yeah, <laughs> well, don't shout for it if you don't want it. Sort of thing. You know, I, think, I think it was the one. You know, it was, it was super. Look, look, mate, three touches is all you need. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What have you ever won? <laughs> um, great stuff uh, tonight. It's a big one. Manchester United versus Chelsea. I think that's still a big one. Um, several reporters were banned from Manchester United's pre-press conference over what Manchester United claimed was the reporter's failure to contact the club for comment before publication. Nothing conveys institutional control and strength better, yeah. does it? Yes. Than banning a load of journalists. Mm-hmm. How can Old Trafford uh, or, and those at Old Trafford embarrass themselves a little bit more? Because, I mean, it, we've had the, 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 the raw chicken incident. Yeah. We've had, the, with obviously, the roof. The results and performances, um, and now this. a lot of those in the last, in the last few days. Yeah, <laughs> weirdly, is this sort of um, a little bit of short term pain for longer term gain in terms of all this kind of quite circus like stuff? Though? How so? Because I wonder if they're trying. They're thinking, well, we can't find the leaker or leakers. So let's cut off the people they're leaking to. No, no, no that, that's. It, it's funny. I, I've seen the. Uh, I, I think if Baldrick was in charge of uh, their comms, then maybe. But the, the, the depressing thing is a lot of the conversation online um, that I've seen from like uh, Manchester United like vloggers and stuff like that has been along those lines, and they've kind of you know almost dug up the spirit of Sir Alex Ferguson and his approach to journalists. Which we should all remember was plainly out of arrogance. It was one of the. It was done in a way of like, who are you to speak to me like that? Yeah. You know, yeah, that long term ban with yeah, ban yeah. of the BBC because of that thing, and it went on for ages until Did, yeah. he Ooh. eventually. Uh, and that wasn't becoming of Ferguson and, and all not that at, at all, all. But I feel like he eventually like went back on it because he forgot about it. He just forgot why he was annoyed with them. Mm. Do you think the same thing could happen with uh, Ten Hag and Jaden Sancho? <laughs> <laughs> That would be quite funny. Unfollowing him on Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. But but that essentially was done out of arrogance. This is done out of paranoia, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not actually like every everyone leaks because you know, I, I think leaks is a very like mm-hmm. overly sexy way of talking about it. Ooh. Almost with a bit of an espionage world in there. It's just people having conversations, yeah. Having conversations with one person who has a conversation with someone else. Well, that, that there is that is one way of framing it. Another way of framing it is it's 
a bunch of underachieving players who've let down successive coaches, blaming it on everyone but themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I'm, I'm purely talking about this move that, that United have done. There. Sure. Yeah. And I think when 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 they say that you you should have come to the club for a comment on this, I think there's there there, there is a point to that in terms yeah. of they would refute it, but it's a little bit disingenuous of Ten Hag and the media team at Old Trafford to be like, oh, you know, we would have we would have clarified some things for you. All those conversations that you're reading in the papers are probably all true, and we'll get onto that later as to why they're ridiculous, but they're probably all true. And there's no way in hell that Ten Hag or whoever happens to be the media guy on the team WhatsApp group is across any of that, because they're not conversations that are being had in a public mm. forum within mm-hmm. Manchester United yeah. or whatever. They're just having having them elsewhere. The ridiculousness of it is they're all quite pathetic things to be complaining about, yeah. but they are being complained about. See, I, I think that they should take a sort of a Colleen Rooney approach to this. You remember when, when you know, she... Do um, we remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when she... Um, uh, didn't she block everybody? Or, or She did, yeah. Apart from, apart from Rebecca, Rebecca Vardy. Right, so you just invite, just one by one, the journalist of the press conference, go, oh, no, 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 we really value you. You're here on your own. Oh, that's good. And then you smoke them out, Andy. Yeah, that would take strategy. It doesn't feel that United have strategy at any level right. at, at the moment. I mean, I've I've seen them twice in the flesh in in the last week, and chaotic is the word. A bit Luton Town. It, it, I, I'm, They're not even chaotic I'm, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were chaotic finished club. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, like that, what really struck me of all the different faces at Manchester United that I saw in the last week. You were at the Galatasaray, I imagine. Yeah, right? and the Newcastle one at the yeah. weekend. Ten Hag, when he spoke after the after the game, and there were uh, like a lot of, and, and we're talking about this relationship and this deteriorating, deteriorating relationship between United and journalists. A lot of United following journalists, were, as you know, Manchester United enthusiasts, were like genuinely very, very annoyed mm-hmm. about the way that United had played in that game at, at Newcastle. And they were very, very poor, as has yeah. been discussed on here already. And lucky not to get thrashed by a team that has you know, got 11 fit players at the moment, or 10 by the end, because obviously Nick Pope got injured. And um, Ten Hag came out and faced these questions, and he was asked about Rashford specifically, obviously mm-hmm. had, a, had a very, very below par game and is in a trough at the moment. And um, he said, It'll be fine. It's like that can't be the answer, can yeah, it? To well, just sit there and go, oh, it'll be fine. I just, yeah, I, I, I he's, think... he's the dog in the pork pie hat at the moment. Do you think which make... is awful? You, I like that um, image. Um, do you think he'll be there come the summer? I think that sacking him won't won't really solve anything, but and and not all of it's his fault. I said at, on on the continent at mm-hmm. the start of the season. Well, actually, two games in after they lost at home to Galatasaray, that um, they shouldn't sack him. But if they don't get through the Champions League group, that will leave them in a position where they have to sack him. Yeah, and really. I, th- I think that's what will happen. It'll I, get binned before Christmas. I think he'll get a clean slate when the, the sort of semi takeover happens. Personally, right? Okay. This idea of of yeah. new faces taking over the football side. They're surely going to give him a chance well, to, Jim, it, it, to, to work in an, an environment that functions slightly better. The widely reported story, of course, which we we're talking about there, is that he's lost the confidence of some players over his tactics and signings. Um, when when you start hearing he's lost the dressing room and all yeah. the rest of it, that usually goes one way. Not always, yeah, but it but it Absolutely. but it often does. Can I just say on the this you know 
strange situation where they've they've banned certain journalists. Um, it is obviously, I think, completely reasonable when you look at their um, reasons for it that they want to have their own opportunity to comment and to to have their right of reply almost in advance and, and the chance to sort of add some further context, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Firstly, it's kind of you know. Even if that was the case, it's not going to stop these stories coming out because they're, they're coming from somewhere because of the dysfunction at the club. But like banning the Manchester Evening News in particular <laughs> is massive. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Manchester is obviously a, a huge global city in a lot of ways. But the areas, both clubs there are, mm-hmm. you know, see themselves as community clubs, like very, very much so. The, the local mm. identity is a really, really strong part of what makes them what they are. And banning the Manchester Evening mm. News seems like something that's just going to... Like alienating just... the major local news outlet never ends well. Yeah, especially no, um, you're right. if, if the Liverpool Echo come in and take the seat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be so good. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Oh, well, we've got some questions. Take us through the defeat. <laughs> uh, well, they are playing Chelsea tonight. Huge game for both sides, of course. Chelsea have had um, their captains, if you like, sent off in their last two games. Mm. Reese James against Newcastle, then Colin Gallagher against Brighton. So who's going to get the armband? I'd give it to a sub band. Well, yeah, just to be on the safe side. Maybe. When was the last time... Give it to time... a Manchester United player. <laughs> <laughs> just slip it on subtly. Uh... When was the last time that Chelsea came into a match like this and you thought, oh, yeah, they're on far more of an even keel? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, well, but what, do you, what do you think about tonight's game? I mean, because Chelsea, at the moment, a big win, and it's always a big win at Old Trafford. Mm, let's, mm. let's not be too silly about this. Th- this would be perfect for them to suddenly go, right... Here we go, guys. You know that's that's a bit more like it, and so on. It, it would be. I think like, Chelsea fans have been really patient this season. Mm-hmm. I, I think, given everything that's happened over the the last year, and particularly the the policy under Todd Bowley and the transfer, right, and having only won five out of fourteen league games this season, yes, which is enough for tenth position. But, but still, it's what, Chelsea. What? Yeah, exactly. But what what I would say is, if they were to go to Old Trafford and win, especially after the manner in which they beat Brighton, yeah. Um, with Conor Gallagher going off, I think for for the first time, I would genuinely think, okay, maybe there's some sort of progress here. Yeah. Rather than Chelsea fans looking at it and wanting to see some progress, mm-hmm. I think, and you know, you can talk about the XG and how they should have got better results out of the game. So I thought, well, well they haven't, yeah. as you say, they've they've, they've only won at those some point. Five it games. needs to translate into yes, victories. yes, it 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 does. Um, it would feel like a, a really good step in the right direction if they went and won at Old Trafford. Not because Man United are invincible there or anything like that, but mm. just because it's a big game and they need to follow up that Brighton game. And it gets the fans going as well if you win at Old Trafford. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. but I mean, on the Brighton game, you know, we the fact they were down to 10 men and Brighton was kind of, you know, buzzing around the box and all the rest of it towards mm. the end of the game, you know, they, they, they held on and it was ultimately a good win for them. Really good. Really good. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of... Like, like we've seen lots of promising moments from Chelsea this season, yeah. But that felt like a really key point in the season if they can build on it. Yeah, if they can build on it. Well, it'd be an interesting one. Vish, are you uh, concerned about uh, this evening's game from a Manchester United point of view? Yeah, a little bit. There's a it feel it has a bit of the vibes of. Do you remember the opening game of the season when Chelsea had the transfer ban? Yes, and they came to Old Trafford and didn't really know what to expect from them. Um, has a feeling of that. Although, as you said um, before, when you when you put the question to Andy, Chelsea arrived being like, God, look at the state of this lot. Yeah. yeah. Which has got to be quite a unique thing for them. Mm-hmm. Even with two captains sent off in the last like two weeks, they they should really they should really fancy it. I think the they just need to hold firm in the middle and I, and I think they will be all right. 
Mm. And the fact that he told Old Trafford, frustrate for half an hour, let the crowd do the rest of the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think the, I think the crowd at Old Trafford have been very patient recently mm-hmm. and have kind of saved their anger for the end of games or the end of halves. I think given what's happened in the last week, given all the conversations that have happened at the last week off the field, yeah. this could be quite a... It, it could be quite a... <sighs> You might one of those bookmark days of yep. like this is when the yeah, end yeah, began. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, is is the Premier League getting more patient? That word has been used twice now with regards <laughs> to fans. We we finally got our first sacking managerial sacking of the season. I say it as if as if we wanted it. That's not the case. Um, do, do you think um, we're we're in a better place? Yeah. Um, since a certain manager introduced the phrase "trust the process," I think the whole <laughs> league has been better, more mature, and more patient for it. And it's good for you to you know acknowledge that and, and give the credit where it's due. Yeah. Gentlemen, I want to turn our attention to Dutch football for a moment. Eric Ten Hag's old club FC Twente, in particular, and Steve. McLarens, they revealed that they made more money last season from selling beer than selling players. Now that seems mad, doesn't mm. it? Until you see the sort of um, culture they have there sort of become a competition about <laughs> how much beer one individual fan can can carry. There was a, a picture that went viral a few years ago. One guy had 64 pints what? Like stacked up on cardboard tray, so he's obviously lifting from the bottom, trying as best he can to not spill the top one. 64 pints. Yeah. All how, many, how many made it back to the seats in All tanks? of them. I think all of them. All of them. It's become no like way. a point of pride among them all. Like it's huh. it's a, essentially a competition. It's amazing. Because there's a famous Schalke fan who carries 12 pints of beer on his head. Small fry. Um, but yeah, that's nothing in comparison. Yeah, it, 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 it must stadium. be with a big group of people, right? I think they're stocking up on their drinks for the entire game. Oh, yeah, they are trusted. You don't want to queue twice, do you? Well, no, absolutely that's a, not. That's a tough round, isn't it? <laughs> it's always nice when you walk in and everyone's got a drink. You're like, oh, I'll just get myself one. Yeah. So the, the bar staff, I hope they're on extra money here because yeah. if this is happening regularly, but it's it's always a kick in the gut when you walk in and all sixty three of your mates. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> annoying. <laughs> annoying. Yeah, it's very annoying. Well, yeah, I mean, so the stadium is sponsored by Grolsch, fittingly. Um, but yes, that picture of that fan, Jim, did the rounds on, on social media <laughs> and the fan question. I love this. I love I, I love it. The fan said he received hundreds and hundreds of followers on Instagram as a result. That's our man. All blokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All blokes. This oh, super, here he is. He, <laughs> his output must be worth it. And what, what, was <laughs> and what, what does he post, Jim? Um, in, uh, you know, out of interest. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just beer stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just that photo every now and again. Uh-huh. I just love it. I need more of this man in my life. <laughs> yeah. How can I access it? <laughs> Superb. Yeah. So get yourself over to FC Twenty if you um, like Dutch football and you like the Grolsch. There we are. Um, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Patreon subscribers don't go anywhere. Keep listening for Ramble Uncut. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, do sign up to get Ramble Uncut every single Wednesday. Head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Of course, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you, but I'll carry on talking to you in 30 seconds. Of course you will. Thank you, Vatushina Hantaraja. I'm going to refuse to talk to you in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jim Campbell. I'll talk to you, mate. Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, and thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.